You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. So I would love it if you could tell me a bit about you and your mission. Obviously, I'm like your biggest fan because you have been my stylist for a couple of years, but everyone else listening doesn't know you as well as me. So yeah, just tell us a bit about you and your mission. Okay. Well, I'm your fan too. Thanks. Um, it's, it's like the best thing in the world to work with people like you. I love you to bits. Um, so I wish I had like a fancy mission statement, um, Sam, but I don't. Maybe you can summarize it for me. But I just, every client I work with, um, I just want them to open their wardrobe and every item in there to be joyful, their style, fit, be comfortable and functional. And I think because for a lot of women, they think to look your best, you have to be physically uncomfortable and it has to like take heaps of effort. Mm. Um, And I just think that that's so unfair and I hate the inequality that fashion can do sometimes. I think men get dressed in one outfit in the morning. Yeah. And then they do all the things throughout their day and they wear that one outfit that they like that is physically comfortable and they get home the end. Whereas women will find themselves putting on something in the morning, then putting on something when they get home, like home clothes, then realizing they need to run out and then get changed again. And it's just because everything they're wearing is physically uncomfortable. So they want to rip it off when they get home. I just want women to feel the same ease and joy that men do. And I want it, not even women, but just everybody to feel joy and comfort in clothes. I just want fashion to feel accessible mm. and um yeah, feel more equal for people because I think it's such a fun, easy way to express yourself. Um, yeah, just I mean, that's a very long, that's not really a sexy mission statement, is it? <laughs> that's all right. I don't have a mission statement either. Like I'm terrible at even like the whole elevator pitch marketing thing. It's I don't like, have one either. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm a social worker. I, I take a long time to get my work out. <laughs> but I think what I can speak to, having worked with you before, is that since I've worked with you, I never get changed. Like I literally put on one outfit in the morning and then I wear it until I go to bed and I often just sleep in my knickers at the moment because it's so hot. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, but you've changed the way like I think about dressing uh, and also the way I think about my body and how it looks in clothes. So if I could say what your mission is as someone who's worked with you, I would say it would be to like simplify and joyify dressing 
but also to change the way you see yourself in your clothes, like the way that you you basically got me thinking that I look like a supermodel. Wow. <laughs> like one, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like the way that I started to see myself, even like I've got really broad shoulders. Mm. And I don't, I can't remember if I shared this story with my community, but I always felt a bit self-conscious about my broad shoulders, right? And then I had this art teacher in year 12. We were learning how to draw the body and she made me stand up on a chair and then she went and proceeded to explain to everybody how my body shape was so unique because I have broad shoulders and then small hips. And um, yeah, and of course, if you imagine, like I don't know what she was thinking, but like you're a teenage girl, like you're probably pretty self-conscious. She just put it in my head that I had really broad shoulders And then after I started having babies and breastfeeding, um, I found it really hard to find tops that fit um, because you put add broad shoulders with bigger boobs and nothing fits, right? And I remember coming to you with such a negative story about, oh, my body's so hard to dress, nothing, you know, fits me. And you said something like, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you were basically like, your body's not the problem, the fashion industry is. And I was just like, oh my God, like, why have I never thought about it that way before? So you haven't thought about it that way before because you had an art teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would that art teacher to think that was okay? But also, it's, you know, the messaging we get from when we're little kids as females. Yeah. That's not the messaging we get, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think I would be, it would be rare to not have someone have a story like what I've got where someone said something about their body and it just stayed with them. And then I feel like even though you advertise yourself as a stylist, um, there is a lot of deeper work that go, that happens um, in, in the changing room when we're trying clothes on and we're chatting and stuff. I feel like there's, yeah, you're definitely so much more than a stylist to me and I'm sure to your other clients too. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I think being a stylist is working with people's identity and self-expression. So how do you not go deep? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so many of us, if we feel like we're not good enough or our bodies aren't good enough, we don't express ourselves how we want to with the clothes we wear. We yeah. kind of have all these rules. So we've had some interesting chats and we could chat for hours about all of these things. But something we've chatted about quite a lot is self-worth and the clothes we wear and how those things can be so interconnected. Like, can you share your perspective on that? Yes. I for forever have had the thought that clothes don't matter and the least interesting thing about someone is what they're wearing like I've I never judge people for what they're wearing I don't care tell me about you and Mm. what lights you up and all the rest um but that really changed for me um about three years ago I started working with um some underprivileged teenagers Mm -hmm. um, at a place called Pickies and they are transgender and non-binary youth. Um, And I've been working with them every month since. And I don't think that I could sit here and say that clothes don't matter seeing what I've seen. So, you know, um, I've been able to source someone their first dress One of my friends from Picky's got top surgery and because of top surgery, he could wear singlets for the first time because he didn't have a binder underneath. 
and giving someone, it's just a dress, it's just a singlet, but the power that clothing can give people is amazing. And I think I potentially underplayed it because I come from a privileged, you know, background. Um, I'm a straight size white woman. So um, I think when you start working with different people, listening to their stories, you see it in people. And since I've been working with, since I've been working with trans kids and sort of watching the evolution of that, I now recognize the same light up moments in my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, clothing doesn't matter, but it also does <laughs> yes. because it's something you do every day. We're not walking around nudy Rudy. So yeah. it's not an extra step. So if you choose stuff that feel like you and give you more energy throughout your day, I think that's really cool. Mm. Energy and comfort, right? Like feeling free totally. to and um, yeah, and be comfortable in your body, I think is really, yeah. yeah. It's so interesting how you talk about privilege because I generally don't wear makeup. Um, yeah. yeah, in my 20s, I never did. And I always used to say, oh, I don't care about makeup or I don't care about how I looked. But then when I look at photos of me, I'm like, yeah, you were, you, you know, you're pretty lucky you got beautiful skin. <laughs> you're yeah like there's a lot of privilege there isn't there to to say that to be able to say oh I don't care about what I look like or you know what I dress and things like that because then there are some people who can't wear that dress that you that you love because they they don't even make it in their size or yeah yeah I mean yeah there is a level of privilege to sort of do like a fuck you to fashion or Mm. you know like I I don't want to subscribe to it it's like that that's a privilege you know, standpoint. Um, And, you know, a lot of people would love to have options Mm. and a lot of people that I've become good friends with, um, you know, have to fight for their sort of right to wear clothes that are the correct gender expression. So, yeah, I mean, I just think working with all the people I've worked with over the past like three, three years, I think it is, it's just made me, I, I think I take it quite seriously now. Yeah. And before I think I used to feel silly taking it so seriously because it's just clothes and fashion and it is just fun. I do have a lot of fun with my clients, but it's identity at the end of the day. And that's really important. Yeah. And, you know, I just had chills like thinking about one of your clients just putting on a dress for the first time. And yeah. how meaningful that, yeah, that must have been for them. Like it just yeah. sounds like a really, yeah. So and and so there's something about the power of clothes that we can maybe forget about and miss. Right, exactly. And I think if we're all truthful with ourselves, there is probably a wish or a want to look a certain way or dress a certain way in the world um, that would probably make us feel really happy. Yeah. Uh, But it's often limitations or stories around self-worth or standing out um, that stop people from doing that. 
Yeah, uh, could you speak more to that? Like, I'm really curious about the connection between self-worth and the clothes we wear. Do you think that the way someone sees themselves, maybe that fear of either being too much or not enough, like not good enough, do you see that playing out in the clothes that we choose to wear? Yeah, all the time. Mm. So um, people will often, uh, it's something that comes up quite a bit is people will say um, that their entire wardrobe is black, Mm. um, which is a great answer if you uh, like love black if you're like that Melbourne girl who loves yeah. like leather boot or that's like love that for you I'm not going to change you let's do all black but it's often um it's just something that goes with everything you don't stand out um you have a narrative that it, anything black makes you feel thinner that comes up a lot it's all um people sort of choose clothes to minimum well, people I shouldn't say women women choose clothes to minimize their bodies and also minimize their personality or uniqueness sometimes yeah and what that ends up doing is no one no one notices how you're dressing so I suppose you achieve that but you do and you're sort of telling yourself every day something about yourself whenever you catch a reflection in the mirror or just the the disconnect between who you are inside and how you present over time Mm -hmm. rates on people and affects the way they see themselves. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. And do you find then the reverse is true that like if you decide to wear something that makes you feel like, I don't know, beautiful, happy, fun. Does that does that then play out in self-worth as well? Yeah. So what I hear a lot from clients is they want, they love the permission piece from me to wear the thing, which I always say to them, I don't live in your wardrobe. You, the permission piece needs to come from you. I'm happy to give you a little nudge, but this is you have to step out in the new clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, one client gave really good advice to wear the scariest thing first. Oh, I love that. Around people, like a Band-Aid. And they all report that nothing happens, the world doesn't burn down. Um, all you'll get is a few compliments and then people just get used to the new way you look. Yeah. Um, but the bigger change that happens is when people are not feeling good about what they're putting on their bodies. I hear a lot, a direct correlation to people saying no to social events Um, or if something comes through. So say a 50th or a 40th or like a big birthday party, they will dread it coming up. They will, you know, spend ages in their wardrobe, trying on stuff, getting upset, wearing something that's physically uncomfortable. They won't enjoy their time or they just won't go. Mm. And to to me, that's when clothes matter. So if how you feel about yourself is making you miss out on life, then that's something we should look at. Mm. Um, What clothes should do if you've got an event coming up or if you've got a social anything you know sometimes people tell me that they dread going to first birthday parties because they don't feel like they've got anything to wear um I just think if you have 
clothes that are you, that are physically comfortable, that you can wear all the time, you will just open your wardrobe, put it on, and you'll be thinking about the people at the party. Who are you going to talk to? I hope they have amazing food. Am I going to Uber? You know, like, because it doesn't matter what you wear. So if you figure out what your style is, it should be the le- like the least important thing. Yeah, People have invited you to go to this event or whatever it is because they love you and they want you there. Yes. So it's almost like I see my role as taking the mental load off my client. So then they have a wardrobe that works. So then they can look forward to life. Yeah, I love that. So you're almost like by making the clothes you wear matter, you're also making them not matter. Correct. So the least, the least important thing about you that it's just kind of a part of you, like, you know, the same way we drive a certain car, we wear certain clothes. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't define you, It's but it just feels like it's you, like it feels comfortable and authentic. Yeah. And then what will happen is you will go to an event, even if it's something a little bit more intimidating, like maybe a business something or a networking something. And Mm. just the ease of how you turn up will make other people feel good around you. Um, Also, I find people are really attracted to people that visually look like the person who's talking to them, if that makes any sense. When your external matches your internal, people really love it. So it's not about what if you're really fashionable or if you're wearing like goth 90s stuff. Like the style you're in doesn't matter. It's is it you? And that's what people love. It's like a safety or something. I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? Well, I was just going to say, I think it is about people can tell when you're dressing in clothes that make you feel comfortable and when you're comfortable and you're happy they pick up on that energy. But also I wanted to say some people might be assuming by listening to this conversation that you're kind of really saying like women need to dress up a lot and put a lot of effort into it. Like, but so I just wanted to talk to your public pajamas concept. Yeah. First time I went shopping with you, I think 50% of my wardrobe was like really cute tracksuit pants and like little tops and stuff like that. So that things that I could wear that I could just throw on that felt cute, but I could wear it around the house. And then I could also go out and feel great in it. Um, so I think it's important to not think about it. It's, it's always like, you know, um, like, I don't know, getting dressed up. Right. So yeah. the, my theory around public PJs came about yeah. when I kept having clients who um, kept buying things and spending money on things that they loved yeah. for going out for dinner outfits or something like that. And then I talk to them and I'd say, how often do you go out for dinner? Oh, three times a year. What do you actually do? Mm -hmm. Oh, I mostly stay at home and I work part-time. I work from home. And then I go, great. So let's say 80% of your time you're at home. Let's look at what you're wearing every day. And they're like, oh, it's just home clothes. No one's going to see me. It doesn't matter. And then I think, no, that's exactly where we need to focus. So I want to make, whatever you're wearing 80% of the time, the most authentically you, comfortable, fun clothes. Even if no one's going to see you, you're going to see you and it's going to affect the way you see yourself, which is why we focused on that for you. 
Yes, so true. And <laughs> this is a bit random now, but so I got two spell dresses before um, Christmas and yeah. I was they were both like, okay, well, that's going to be my Christmas dress, like this beautiful, um, it's like a gingham, it's like red and pink. And yeah. I was like, that's going to be my Christmas dress. And then I put it on and it's so comfortable. It highlights my assets, all the things Courtney taught me. And so I've been wearing it like every day, like this dress is getting to death. Even like, I feel like spells maybe a little bit too um, dressy to go to school pickup, but it's just so comfortable and I can just throw it on with some cute little flats. And so I either wear those two spell dresses at the moment or I wear my active wear. (laughs) There's no other, there's no other choice. And that's actually really nice for me at the moment. I'm in a season where I don't have a lot of capacity to make lots of choices. So. I'm literally moving between like four outfits at the moment. I think that you taught me that, right? Like how to dress, even my active wear, I've been wearing like a lilac t-shirt and lilac bike shorts. And so it's like this cute matchy thing. And like all the school mums are always commenting on it. Like, so I think that's something about um, valuing yourself in the everyday. Like I don't go out for fancy dinners or like, I don't know concerts or balls or anything like that much at all so I wear my nice clothes all the time right but who says like you can't wear a spell dress to school pickup like I had a client um yeah. only a few weeks ago who wasn't wearing a Zimmerman dress yeah and just to look at it on the hanger it's just a beautiful everyday maxi dress yeah. so now she's wearing it just on like a Tuesday just around yeah. the house and she's like who am I to wear Zimmerman around the house and then I think who are you to own Zimmerman and only wear it twice. Yes. A waste. Yeah. And that's what's happened with these spell dresses because they, yeah, like they were at the higher end of what I would spend yeah. on clothes. But because you taught me this um, cost per wear concept, yeah. even though it was like a $200 dress, I have worn it like every day over summer. And yeah. so actually then it, it becomes pretty affordable when you look at it that way. So, yeah, it's a very, I think you just get people to think differently about clothing. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want to help people feel their best every day, regardless what you're doing with minimal effort. Yeah. I don't want to see this. Like, I think people think fashion, you know, you have all these rules and, you know, if you're in autumn, you wear this. If you're a pear shape, you do this. I just hate all that. I hate it so much. I think it's so limiting. I think at the end of the day, if you're wearing stuff that makes you happy, that is physical comfort, like physical comfort and plays with the best things about your body, then you've bloody won. Like that's, that's fun. Yeah, I love yeah, I love what you're all you're about. And what I'm really interested in, because I think there'll be some listeners who are like, yeah, but what about if I really don't like my body? What if I have some hang-ups about how I look or my weight or my body shape? Um, do you have any exercises that you can suggest like to help someone sh- maybe shift the way they see themselves, shift their self-worth a little bit? Yeah, I do this with a lot of clients. Um and I even mention, I even take people through it in, I've got an online course that I take people through it. And I think, like, I can't even remember how I, or who the first client it was that I did it on, but I, I use it constantly. So when I have a client who I've put in an outfit that is totally their style, mm-hmm. that I, they tell me is 10 out of 10 physical comfort, 
I know they can wear it 90% of the time. It's within their budget. I've hit the brief. And then I see them looking in their mirror and sort of doing really weird poses. They'll like turn around and sort of walk towards the mirror, bum first, (laughs) or like start sticking out their stomach or just weird poses start to happen. And then I always say to them, you know, what are you doing? And then they go, oh, um, I'm just looking because I think this could be standing out. Like, let's say it's someone's stomach. That's a common thing for females. I'm just checking my stomach looks okay. And then I try and teach people like the thing about super scanning. So what we do is we will look at ourselves in the mirror in something new. Our initial thought will be, I look amazing. That will scare us. Then we'll go, no, I can't look amazing. So I'm going to get to this before anybody else does. I'm going to super scan it. I'm going to find what's wrong with this because I can't possibly just look good. So I'm going to to find it for everyone else. So they do weird poses and they super scan. They Mm. find one tiny little thing and they go, that's it. I've got it. I can't wear this outfit. Mm -hmm. Then I get them to sort of look away from the mirror for a minute and then I get them to think about someone who they could run into and meet in their life so I say you know where do you go say they go school drop-off or they're at Coles I'll go great so a mum you know has got her cousin with her you're introduced her name's Rachel Now, when you look back in the mirror, this is your friend's cousin called Rachel. It's not you, it's Rachel. And then I go, one, two, three, look in the mirror. It's Rachel. Start talking to me straight away and just spurt words at me that you think about Rachel. Always it's, oh, I think I really like her. Mm. And I'm like, are you attracted to her? Like as a friend, like, did she seem like your person? Yes. What else can you tell me about Rachel? She just seems really cool or stylish or these sort of words will come up and then I'll go, well, do you wish you could be like Rachel? And they're like, yes, I would love, I would think I wish I could be her. Mm. And then I'm like, you are her. Yes. You know, like, because when we, the whole purpose of that exercise is, when we see other people, we take them in as an entire package. Yeah. But when we look at ourselves, we'll super scan and we'll look at the areas that we struggle with or don't like, and we will find that fault and then we'll sacrifice an entire outfit that is so authentically you, that is so chic and gorgeous and fabulous because of something minor. Yeah. And if you keep doing that, your wardrobe will become darker. You know, like if you keep putting limitations on yourself, you'll start to like shrink like visually um, and just become really muted so you don't stand out. Yeah. Um, so I try and teach people to take themselves in as they would others. Yeah. It's so powerful. We kind of, I think the whole concept of permission granted is a little bit similar in that often women will be so critical of themselves but so kind to other women. And so when we do the work in a circle, they can see themselves and the way they're talking to other women and then apply it to themselves. I think it's so interesting that I cannot tell you how much people say when you do the mirror exercise, Mm. I wish I was her. I wish I could do that. Yeah. 
the people that you look at, yeah. you know, during your work weekend and you look at them and you think, oh, they look amazing. They've just had a shower and got dressed just like you. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have this mental filter, right? Like where where if someone gives us a compliment or if we see something beautiful about ourselves, we're really likely if we have got like story, negative stories around our self-worth to just let that thought bounce out. Like it, it doesn't actually go into our brain. Our brain rejects it. But then any evidence that we you know, that we're not good enough or that we don't look beautiful in the mirror, we tend to really absorb that. That's and so interesting. Our brain wants to be right. And so if you've got an old belief about yourself not being, you know, like maybe you've got a belief like, oh, I can't wear shorts or um, my boobs are too big or whatever belief you've got, we, our brain will always be looking for things to confirm that. And so I think that exercise that you do is probably really mind-blowing for your clients because it's actually like, yeah, teaching them to step out of their um, pathways and create new ones. Well, that means a lot to me coming from you because obviously <laughs> I have a fashion background. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sort of listening to people and figuring out tools and exercises that and tweaking them as I go that yeah. it help people. So that that feels very um, validating coming from you and your beautiful brain that I'm oh. doing the right thing. <laughs> Absolutely are. I, yeah, I stand by what I say, that there is so much more than what you do than like fashion and styling. There's yeah. a lot of mindset work. Um, are there any other tools that you recommend or any like strategies or things that people can do to make dressing and, and um, accepting who they are and how they look kind of easier in the day-to-day? Um, I mean, I always, I've always done and preached about dressing to highlight the stuff you like rather than covering up the stuff you don't. That's a really big thing. Yeah. So a lot of women dress with the intent to cover the stuff they don't like. And in doing that, you will cover things you do like, and you will, again sort of you know fade into the background cover swamp mm-hmm. um but just the simplest <laughs> thing you can do if anyone listening the simplest first thing you can do that's going to change everything is to find one thing one thing that you like about yourself can be anything and then I want you to dress to highlight that mm-hmm. so if you love your bum, your boobs, your wrists, your ankles, legs, anything. Mm. I want you to dress and think about how to highlight that that part of your body because then it becomes playful. Then you dress and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, have I highlighted my legs enough? Are they on show? And it is such, not only do you look better, but you are now looking in the mirror to make sure all the good bits are on full display because that's fun and that's a celebration of your body rather than I'm looking in the mirror to make sure I'm concealing the things I don't. And just that, if people just did that, they would feel so much better. 
I highly recommend doing that exercise because it is made. I don't spend much time shopping anymore. I literally can look at something and tell if I'm going to feel comfortable in it and whether it's going to work for me. Like it's, yeah. And even my husband, you want to hear, it's funny. When I yeah. try on things, if Nick, if Nick is around, he'll be like, oh, but that's not highlighting your assets, honey. Like <laughs> he knows what my assets are from working with Courtney and he'll be like, oh, like you're not showing off your legs enough there or like... <laughs> Do you know what though? He knew what your assets were before we worked together. Met like I cannot tell you how many times clients go, Oh, um, my husband would agree with you. He always says this about my bum or this about and I'm like, Yeah, I'm always on the side of the partner. I'm always a huge fan of the beautiful things about someone's body. I'm like, just put me in a room with your partner and yeah. we'll figure you out. <laughs> Love it. But I also think there's something about my brain doesn't like when I started working with you, I was still getting used to having like new bigger boobs from my first. Yeah. And I was so trying to hide that, like I was wearing these really loose shirts. And then I was like hiding my beautiful collarbone, which is my asset and my cleavage. And, um, and so I dress completely differently since even our first session together. Um, and it, it does change the way I believe that it's changed the way I think about my body because you almost like triggered a new neural pathway for me of like thinking about the things that I like about my body instead of the things that I don't. So, um, yeah, that, I think it's big. that means a lot. <laughs> That's huge. Ah, uh, yeah, I've, I'm a raving fan. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, if, if I could give that to every person on the planet, I would. <laughs> that's all I want is for people to I I think I'm just so conscious of the industry I've chosen to work in and the damage it it does that and often the stuff that it teaches people or says to people is not only damaging but just wrong (laughs) it's an issue like I've got so much privilege and I'm like a size 16 to 18 and so many of my favorite shops I can't like I don't even bother going anymore and um, I know there are other brands I can go to but sometimes I just feel like really frustrated and angry that I can't wear the clothes I, that I think would really suit me if they made them in my size yeah, you should you should be yeah. angry and frustrated yeah it's annoying um tell me more and, I, and I'm aware that like there's so much privilege within that for me but could you tell me more about clothing and privilege and your mission around that yeah so I mean to be completely frank, I've been bitching about this for <laughs> a really long time <laughs> and I've just sort of gotten sick of myself and decided, yes, I may be one person who lives in Perth, which is the most remote <laughs> in the world, I believe, yes. um, and I cannot change an industry, but I can change maybe five people. Why? Yeah. I don't know. So just from working with um, women, my trans and non-binary friends, um, and I've had family members with um, disabilities, I'm just aware that there's a few sectors that the industry does not acknowledge or care about. Um, So I've been working on some packages for, I think I'm going to start first with um, I was going to make it over 18, so make it 18 only size type. Um, but I did a post on it and quite a lot of people um, have been saying, um, bring it down to 16. So I might do that. 
But um, I've been doing a lot of talking to people in the space and I had a really good meeting with our friend Lucy um, about what it feels like being in a bigger body and what fashion, because I'm, I'm interested in how it's made people feel and how I can fix that. So yeah. Lucy said something really, really, well, she said many things interesting, but um, she said being her growing up, when she shopped with friends, she was always just the friend that could help them. So she'd go get her friends other sizes and, and be their cheerleader and be like, you look great. But yeah. she couldn't play in the stores as a teenager and try on beautiful stuff. Uh, she can't walk into stores and touch and feel yeah. garments. Yeah. Um, most of the stuff that she gets is online. And the whole mental load, as you know, anyone that's shopped online to yeah. buy anything online and then it's wrong and then the defeat and then walking to the post office with like shame and returning it. So basically I just want to take all of that away. Yeah. And um, I'm working on and I'll be launching shortly. I I want it to be like a very, very fun mm-hmm pretty wanky so Mm -hmm. visually wanky really luxe it's going to feel incredibly high-end yeah visually high-end and wanky but emotionally super fun accepting is my goal event where I'm going to have it all catered and we're all going to like hang and then I'm going to bring in clothes that will be there on racks for people to try in person and then they can go online and buy the stuff because they've tried it in their size. So there'll be no returning of stuff. Everything's mm-hmm. there. I'm making it accessible. I'm making it a very exclusive event that only people over size 16 will be able to attend. I'm so, so <laughs> yeah. um, As you know, I love you everywhere. Um, so, but I... Yeah, and, you know, if anyone listens to this and has any thoughts, please DM me because it's really important to me to get this right. Yeah. yeah. I think the industry's done a lot of wrong and I want to get this right. Um, the shop assistants, like I was at um, Claremont Quarter the other day and I was looking for like a matching pant and top suit and mm-hmm. um, there were some nice ones, but they were like, oh, we only stock like size 16, but online. And yep. I was like, oh, like the average size is 16. Like, And they're like, I know we're so frustrated. Like they're frustrated. They're asking their managers and the, you know, the business owners to do something about it. So it seems like everyone's frustrated, but no one's doing anything to change it except for you. So <laughs> I'm trying in a small way. Yeah. Um, and I did have a meeting with a major shopping center in Perth. Um, so I'm hoping they listen to me yeah. about getting some size inclusion in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so my, my, so I'm starting out with that. And then I've um, got, I wanted an offering for trans and non-binary people to either shop with me as you normally would, or yeah. have like a private space to go. Again, incredibly luxe, very, very wanky, very high-end, but the energy will be super fun. Mm. Um, so if, because I hear from a lot of um, people in that community that when they're shopping, um, sales assistants or other people can look at them a certain way for being in whatever section they're choosing to shop in. So I want to alleviate that for them as well. Um 
And then next year I'll be working on a similar sort of package with the private styling in like a beautiful space for people with disabilities because a lot of stores you can't get a wheelchair around. Yeah. So this is what I'm working on. (laughs) This is like incredible work. Like I'm just, yeah, it's, I know like it's, it's hard as a small business owner sometimes to prioritize inclusion and I just, I think it's beautiful that you are. I'm just Um, sick of it. I'm just sick of myself. I'm sick of myself bitching about it, if I'm honest with you. So, yeah. And, and like, to be completely honest with you, it's a smart business decision. Yeah. Well, I'm already like, sign me up, but I also don't want to take a place. Like, I wonder if. You're having a place. Yeah. (laughs) I'd love a place, but if there's not enough spots, like maybe you should start with the size 18 and over. Cause I think size 16, I'm so, I feel like I'm sometimes in the middle, like sometimes it's easier to find things. So I would, maybe you can prioritize 18 and over. And then if there's still spaces for a 16, I would be there for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I might need you there just as like my little like safe eyes, my little buddy in the crowd being like, yeah, this is great. I could be like your support coach. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> if you can just find me a, pa- a matching top and pants suit, it was so nice you know. <laughs> cool. That'll be your payment. Are you in mindset coaching? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's obvious that I'm quite obsessed with Courtney. Um, anyway, I digress. I would love to know, how can people find out a bit more about your work? Because it's pretty much you're fully booked right with your one-on-ones. Could you tell me more about your course? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do do one-on-ones. Um, I'm normally booked out a few months in advance, but if you live in Perth, you can shop or do a wardrobe and shop with me. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. I love meeting people. I love humans. So please. Um, it's very fun. Let me say it's very fun and very non-wankery. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like the whole experience for you to feel really cared for. I want you to feel like a VIP, but I want it to be really fun. And I think that's what the fashion industry doesn't do. If something, if you feel VIP, it comes with like snobbery and exclusion. That's not what I'm interested in. But yes, you can do that. Or um, last year I did a, I launched a course and I'll be launching again this year. Um, Basically it's everything I would take a client through. So a wardrobe order and a shop but I talk you through it um, on an online course. So it's got like a booklet that you do. It has a lot of mindset work, has a lot of practical tips. Like I didn't just want to be like, here's how to get your mind right. I literally step out exactly how to order your own wardrobe, how to find holes in it, how to find your own authentic style. It's all in there. Mm. Um, It took me over a year to develop. So it's it's lengthy and everything's in there. So um, if you're interested in that, let me know and I'll pop you on a wait list. Other than that, if you're over a size 18, DM me because I don't think there'll be a lot of spots. So if I was more organized, I would probably have had a wait list, but I don't, but just send me a DM. Um, you can find me on Courtney Mills style on Instagram. Might be something you have to do like monthly or every, you know, quarterly. I mean, or monthly would be so fun. No pressure, but <laughs> I'd love to do it monthly. Then I can just hang out and like have a champagne or a kombucha and just giggle and play with clothes. Like how fun. 
And I can't, I haven't done Courtney's course. I've obviously worked with her, but she did one masterclass in Permission Granted. If you have joined this year, you'll get access to it. It's in our um, guest library. But literally that one masterclass was like a massive game changer for so many women in Permission Granted. So I can speak to the quality of like how she teaches and how she supports women. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I love your ladies. They yeah. always reach out and go, oh, I just watched this. They're always such, like, you have such beautiful people in that group. Oh, They're so, so nice. I'm so lucky. Um, yeah, you are. And um, you don't know this yet, but one day I keep having this dream that I'm going to do a permission granted retreat or a, a Perth retreat at like a luxe hotel. And we're going to bring like a couple of things from our wardrobe that we're a bit bored of. And you are going to do like a session um, with the, with us, like help us get dressed. like. Ooh. Because I also think there's something about when you've had something for a really long time and you love it, but you're getting a bit bored of it. Or um, yes. anyway, I've got this vision that you're going to be like a guest on a retreat. Who knows when that will be, but I'm just putting it out to the universe. Oh my gosh, I would love that. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like so much fun? I could just imagine me and a, a bunch of beautiful women at like the crown or something like that. And yeah. you just helping us like play. It'd be like a sex in the city moment. Like you're just helping us play around with our wardrobes and yeah. Totally. Total fun. <laughs> Total fun. And then you, we can do that before you go out for dinner or something. Yes. Yeah. It's in it's in the like, you know, dreaming and scheming, plotting place. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Approved. Spot on a podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do people find you? Like, where do you hang out online so people can find out more about you? Um, do you know what? I cannot, I, I cannot remember the last time I looked at my Facebook page. How bad is that? In, um, what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram <laughs> handle, yeah. which I'm on, <laughs> is um, Courtney Mills Style or CM Style comes up as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on there quite a bit. Um, yeah, recommend hanging out and just following Courtney. Yeah. 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 And um, well, thank you so much for today. It's been so fun. I just feel like it's just like chatting to a biz bestie kind of behind the scenes. Um, I'm sure lots of people got loads out of it. Well, hopefully. I just want to help people. So um, yeah, if anyone has any questions or anything, reach out because anything I can do, let me know. Yes, absolutely. Courtney's like very easy to speak to. So don't hesitate to send her a DM. Thanks, lovelies. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye.